The following is a My Talk 1071 production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here with Makers of Minnesota, the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for all the comments and the feedback that we've been getting each week. Um, You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Podcast One. Or you can also find us at My Talk 1071 uh, right on the website there. The podcasts are listed, and you can click on any of the various episodes we've had for Makers of Minnesota. We do have a Facebook page, too, so if you have suggestions about people you'd like us to interview, we are on Twitter, Makers of MN, and we are on Instagram. So if there's anything that you'd like to see more of or you'd like to give us feedback, we would certainly love to hear it. Uh, This is our 16th episode, and we are here with... Brooks Chandler, and the company is canvasback.com. And I found this company because they had been nominated for a Minnesota Manufacturing Award. So welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, I'm a dog lover, and I happen to have a, I've always had labs, and I have a cabin, and labs are always in the water at the cabin nonstop, and trying to keep them dry is crazy. So I immediately, when I saw your website, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. So tell me what canvasback.com does. Tell me what you make um, and why you think you got nominated for the Manufacturing Award. Okay. Well, first of all, I love that you have labs because I grew up with black labs and I have a black lab now. His name is Chester. He's all over my Facebook page and um, he's just the best. Yeah, I love love labs too. They're great dogs. So... um, Anyway, yeah, if you're up at your cabin, I mean, the, the canvasback cargo liners are, a, it's a fabric. So I've got sewers um, in production. So we sew, we contour the back cargo area, and then we also go, go up the back of the seat. So like if you have a third seat, we'll go cargo area up the back of the third seat. And then there's also second seat backs too. So really the whole idea is when... You're out and about. You're throwing stuff in the back of your car. Everything's flat, you know, because yep. you're going to put all the seats down to make a, a bigger area. Yep. Um, you're covered. All the carpeting in the car is covered. So do people use them to cover the seats up or just when the whole back is flat? When it's flat. What I loved about that was I think that's actually more comfortable for a lot of dogs because seats are sort of jutted in. And they're sort of unstable feeling. Sure. Um, yep. When you are flat in the back, A, you have more cargo space, but B, the dogs have more space to kind of lay down and figure out where they're going to be. Tell me how one of the things I thought was really different about your design was how it attaches. Right. Um, we sew Velcro hook underneath the liners. So when you put that down on the carpet in the car, it grabs the carpet. It's- so it doesn't hurt anything except for... Um, some of the cars now are making the carpet a little different where it's like a single fiber um, piece. So yep. it's not grabbing the, the hook. In that case, then we've got a, a self-adhesive loop um, where you put that on your – it sticks down onto the 
carpeting in the car. Yep. And then the top is a loop, so it acts as good carpeting. And then that our liner will go on top of that. And it so. looks like, based on going <laughs> on your website at uh, custom uh, canvas or canvasback.com, I want to make sure I say it right. Um, that you research like individual car types and you specifically know exactly how these liners need to fit. Well, we, we really, it's a, it's a process. Um, We, we use the dealerships a lot. Uh I mean, without them, with all these great dealer, without the great dealerships, we would not be able to do this really. Um, So we go in and say somebody wants one, Right now, we just finished a Jaguar mm-hmm. 2017. It's a brand new car for us. So our production manager, Suzanne, had to go in, and she crawls around in the car and measures it out and, you know, sketches it. And um, and that's how we get our patterns. So that's we funny. Physically Someone go wanted in. to put their dog in their 2017. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a dog, though. It can be firewood. It can be at the beach. It can be kayaks. It can be, you know... Yeah, anything. Excellent. Dirty bikes. How did you come across the company? Because I'm under the impression that you bought it in 2006. I did. Good. Um, I had Thank some, God for the internet. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, I have some friends out in, well, I had some friends in Idaho. And um, they called, there was a, a couple in Sun Valley that was selling, had this business and they were, they wanted to sell. Uh-huh. So my friends knew that I was looking to get into some kind of a business, um, wanted my own business. And so they got in touch with me, and the three of us were going to purchase this business and and carry it on. So um, just a really, you know, it's been a long story, but very short answer on that is um, they they couldn't do it anymore. Um, Family problems and financial problems. and um, So I took it on. And bought the business, and then in 2006, moved it to Minnesota in 2008 um, in Spring Park, right right on the west side of Lake Minnetonka yeah. there. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've been there ever since, and we just keep expanding our space. So when you bought the business, what had you done prior? Had you been in manufacturing? I, no. I was selling. Of course not. No. No way. <laughs> I was selling um, movie theater advertising. I was traveling the country really for, for like a... Regal or selling the on-screen ads. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's a company out of St. Cloud, and I traveled all over the United States. I would get into these little towns that unbelievable. I mean, it was such a great experience, just all over the place, in small town America, in bigger towns, yeah. And, um, just going around to all the local businesses and getting people up on screen for advertising was really fun. Oh, that does sound, seem fun. So you had a sales background. You get some partners. That didn't work out. How stressed out were you when your partners crapped out? Not so much. Okay. Really? You were just like, this is not no, uncommon for women in business. Yeah, I... I I liked that, actually, in a way. I mean, it was too be, bad. yeah. Because that didn't work out, but um, there's no way that they could have done it. Um, my friend uh, had a massive stroke. Yep. And they just could not do it. Yeah, that's going to be hard to. So, um, yeah, I took it on, and I was thrilled to take it on. Um, so manufacturing in Minnesota is interesting to me um, for a couple of reasons. One is, is it you have sewers that are sewing these liners. How many sewers do you have on staff right now? 
I'm a little short. I've got three full-time. I've got three contract sewers. I'm looking for help. Um, I've got a couple cutters. I've got um, two people in the office. I've got a production manager. And, um, yeah, it's the one thing about manufacturing is it's hard to find help. I was going to ask you about that it's because really difficult. we're hearing that from the manufacturing Everybody. sector, that yeah. it's really hard to find help, sewers in particular. And a girlfriend of mine used to own JW Human Town, and yes, she worked Jen. on, yeah, Jen yep. Garino. Yep. She's at Shine Olin now, mm-hmm. um, and she created a maker's coalition yes. to try to create more opportunities in the work of sewing and the sewing field, because we do have a lot of people that need sewers in our town. Right. Um, has... How do you get someone? You like? Do you advertise and then you train them, or do they have to have, know how to sew to come to you? I mean, it would seem so specialized. Well, well, it is, and it's a dying trade, or it has been a dying trade for so long. And um, the Makers Coalition, you know, trying to bring that back, and then Dunwoody trying, you know, having the classes yep. there, and then trying to place all of these people after they graduate. And I'm under um, the impression that the placements pretty go pretty well. Yeah, you know, I it it it's changed now, so I'm not real familiar with it okay. anymore. Um, but we we reach out to Craigslist, um, Minnesota, um, the um, oh, what's it called? Deed. Um, indeed, indeed, yeah, indeed. That works pretty well for employment from most of my clients. Right. I think that's maybe. Um, not uh, not really a, a skilled uh-huh. uh, craft. Um, even Craigslist, we we post in our hometown. Yeah, um, we would really like to get local people trying to get the local people in. And you're right on the edge of Lake Minnetonka there. Right, that wouldn't Spring seem Park Bay. that wouldn't seem like a very um, economical place to manufacture. Being right on the lake, did you just find a building that was perfect for it? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted a building that was actually close to the water because my, my my vision when I bought the business is if I can get sewers, we can sew anything. And with all the boats and, you know, repair for boats and toys Car and, and yeah, all sorts of things. Seats, yep. Right. So that was my thought anyway. And it hasn't really happened just because we're so busy working on the autos. Yeah. The automobiles. Um, but... Yeah, it's a it's a great space. We also have a big roll up garage door that I was looking for, so we can bring cars in in the winter time mm-hmm. um, and pattern them up. So we borrow cars from the dealerships um, and bring them in, and then we we work on it for the day, make a prototype first, then check it out again, and then uh, take some pictures and bring it back to the dealership. And you're on your way. Typically, yeah. how much does one of these cost? Anywhere from one fifty nine on up. Okay, and the on up would be extra material or different um, material. Y- yep, uh, we've got seven different fabrics. The prints are a lot more expensive. Well, twenty dollars more for a print. Okay, um, they cost us a lot more. Yep, we should actually raise our prices. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? As a, just honestly, as a I question. I don't know. You know, I just, I our thing is that we really do want to help people. You know, we don't want to price ourselves out and yep. and not have people be able to have these because we get so much feedback and people just really seem to, to like these liners. Is there a competitor in your field and is it hard to be 
Like here you are, you're making a product, mm-hmm. you're making it in Minnesota on the shores of Lake Minnetonka, which is a great story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, are there larger like big box stores or those kind of people that are creating a product that's like yeah. this? And do you worry about that? Um, I don't really worry about it. Um, I like the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's doing exactly what we're doing. So um, the the people, the companies that are doing full liners, a lot of them are universal liners. So yes. they're not so tailored. We're pretty tailored. Right. We do the cutouts for the child restraints and we're pretty exact and we're getting more and more anal as, as years go on. Um, but I think that's probably what helps you stand out if you're... You know, you're paying $40,000 for a car, right? Right. Generally. So you want to treat it like it's the investment that it is and have something that's going to fit. and Right. And the big thing is, you know, when I originally was looking at the business, I thought, you guys, I'm I'm not really into cars that much. So I don't, I don't think I want to do this. And then they said, but, but Brooks, the, the, your biggest customer with these liners are dog owners. I'm like, Really? Okay. <laughs> so that sold you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the dog hair get, gets yep. into the carpeting and it's so hard to get out. Yes. So really uh, probably 90, 95% of our customer base is dog owners. Okay. Yeah. That would be me actually. Yeah, I know. I'm just listening to you talk thinking, oh my God, yeah. I need one of these. Um, uh, I read that uh, you are, so you've got employees. Well, do you have any thoughts about like the minimum wage and we talk about um, that the minimum wage is going up and my other radio show is about restaurants. So we talk about Mm -hmm. it in the context of restaurants a lot. Is that an issue for you or are you having to pay skilled labor anyway? Um, I'm, you know, probably mid range. Um, And what I can't do, I really try to make up in different areas. Um, Just, lunches and taking them out on the boat, which actually I didn't do that this year. Sorry, guys. But, um, you know, just anything else that I can do. Um, I, I took them. We went to the Ryder Cup on uh, the first Monday when it was open to the yep. public. And we just piled in the car and went and walked around and um, told them not to clock out. And, you know, I try to do little things like that. I think some of those soft things as an employer really make a huge difference. Um, when you read about employee satisfaction surveys, it's kind of crazy how much people enjoy getting food at work. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just such a small We like expense. our food at work. Yeah, <laughs> but people really, and they like chili cook-offs, and they like all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's something that you do a lot in your place? Yeah, and then one of our gals that sews, Leilani, she is a uh, she's a great cook, and she's a baker, so she'll bring in stuff all the time, cupcakes and cookies and breads and things like that. And people will bring yeah. things in, or or we'll we'll all be hungry and say, you know, let's order pizza. And is Canvasback dog friendly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone brings their dogs. We have well, my dog. Uh, we've got Monty. It okay. comes in a little Yorkie. Um, we did have another yellow lab that would come in, um, but there's only really two of us that have a dog right now. Oh, that's now. surprising. Yeah. I was going to, I've always wondered about companies that allow, that have a dog friendly culture, how that goes with policing the dogs. Like if you get a naughty dog or, you know, you get someone that doesn't play nice with others. I've always wondered how they kind of sort all that out in a dog-friendly environment. Yeah. Um, 
We have a little French bulldog that comes in um, every once in a while, and when he gets a little crazy, then he's just crated. Okay, he has to so, go to timeout. <laughs> but we're also warehouse, you know, so yep. we're dirty and we're messy and we're making things. So it's it's we don't have to worry about trying to stay clean or anything. Sure. Um, and if they don't get along, then we just separate them. Yeah, but that really hasn't happened. So in your in your business here, you started in 2006. You're you know seven years out. What is next? Is it just continuing to grow? Is it trying to keep up? Is it kind of a moot point if we can't continue to find people that want to be in the manufacturing industry? And I don't think that we'll we'll run into that. I okay. think that it's there's such a huge push on it right now, um, Minnesota and the United States, big time in manufacturing. So I think that you know with with everybody behind this, I I think it's going to come up, um, and we've been working on it for a long time. Sure. Also. So I I. I it's, I believe it's coming up, even though for us and a lot of people, it's it's still hard to get those those sewers in and mm-hmm. and that you know skilled trade. Are there other in. products that you want to make that you haven't? Um, yeah, you know, we used to have seat covers and second seat covers, and actually, um, years ago, the second seat cover was our our biggest seller, but. Then the cars started to change a little bit, and yeah. then the fit wasn't so perfect. So we said, okay, we're going to shelf this, and we're going to just focus on the liners. Uh-huh. Um, and now we're we're getting caught up with where we need to be with the, some of the new cars and yeah. the new 2017s. Um, we're starting to make those second seat covers again. Um, and, and, and that's always great, too, because not everybody likes to put – their seats all the way down mm-hmm. flat. Um, so we're starting to do that. And another thing is, is that we have a lot of scrap, a lot of scrap material. Sure. So I keep looking at this and going, God, we, get, we, we cannot just throw this stuff away. It drives me crazy. So we've been starting to make little dog toys, little bones. Um, we've come up with a little food bowl, water bowl. Like a portable um, one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, anything that you can do or that you need in your car. Um, waste baskets we're thinking about, maybe on a drawstring, matching fabric to your liner. Yep. Um, door covers, headrest covers. Um, we've All got great some ideas. Duffel bags. Uh-huh. We're doing some duffel bags. And another nice thing that we're doing is we've got a duffel bag. It's a mesh bag. So for um, like hunters and dog training people, it's a mesh, so it's breathable. Yep. So when you're out and you're throwing dummies and training your dog and you're throwing everything back into the bag, it's, you know, it can dry out their slobbery mouths. Yeah. You got that word from the the website. No, I have a lab (laughs) and it has a slobbery mouth and it's always like balls or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Right. Do you have that on your website? Yeah, where did, where was it? Oh, it was on Facebook. Our our social media people put it on Facebook. Let's talk about social media. Is that like in terms of marketing your product, what is the best way that you found to market your product that you can really like say it was XYZ? Um, you know, most of it is just organic search, mm-hmm. SEO. Yep. That's the big thing. The uh, social media is good because you can interact with people and people love to send photos and, 
we love our customers. I mean, we've got the best customers, and and we also go to them to help us. Mm-hmm. Like, what what should we do now? Right. You know, what do you think about this? Is there any? You know, they get a liner, and do you have anything to say about it? It's great, or you know, it was a little long here, or whatever, and so then we try to adjust. Um, so yeah. And social media, is that something that you do? Is it something you hired? And was it hard for you to kind of bite the bullet on that? It seems like a lot of my um, guests and customers, it's sort of they know they have to do it. They're not great at doing it themselves. It's hard to monetize necessarily. So Mm -hmm. it's a hard decision for them to make to hire someone to do it. Right. I, um, you know, but you've got to keep up with it. And um I've got some social media people that are actually right across the street. Nice. Yeah, it's a la carte. And um, I just did a plug, didn't I, for a la carte? Yes, you did. Hello, a la carte. (laughs) Um, They do a great job, and they're on it every single day. If somebody responds, she's on it right away. And that is a big part of it is the two-way communication. Yeah, and we're trying to get photos, and Mm -hmm. we put those. We can put them on the site. We can put them on on Facebook or Pinterest or, you know, wherever. Are there other Minnesota manufacturers that you admire or people that you've met along the way of your entrepreneurial life? Um, I admire Jen a lot. Yeah, I know her real Jen well, Greeno, but, she's, yeah, that was, I love that company. She actually, she, she went to Shinola to be the head of the leather goods department and she just got a promotion to head of manufacturing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I thought that was I pretty read neat. That. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess off the top of my head, I, I'm not coming up with with a list of people, but um, there's so many great companies out there. It and really when we is. were at the Manufacturing Awards, these companies are unbelievable. Everybody's doing really well, and, and the companies are fantastic. Yeah. And when you lay in bed at night, is because I, yeah, and your mind's going <laughs> like, oh, going. I can, and it never, it never shuts stops. off. Is there something that's a continual thought that you have that's a worry? Um, not really a worry, but a lot to do. Yeah. You know? So work-life balance, maybe. For sure. Cause I'm really working hard on that right now. And, um, tell me what kinds of things you're doing. Like, are you just working a lot and you're trying to find a way to carve out space? Yeah. Um, I would say the past couple of weeks I've been really good about trying to get more of a balance mm-hmm. because as an owner, you don't really... You don't get that balance. Yeah. Usually. I found you know, I didn't it's, either. Yeah. It's constantly on your mind. You just, you cannot turn off. And even when like I wasn't at my job or my work, I was still thinking about it or planning for it or, you know, strategizing right. it. It really was hard to turn off unless I literally traveled somewhere else. Right. I mean, you can just be talking to one of your friends and all of a sudden something will trigger yep. and you'll just go this way and, and you're looking at them talking to them, but you're kind of thinking, oh, that, okay, that reminds me of something. <laughs> and you're being conscious of it now. So what mm-hmm. kinds of things are you doing? I am trying not to spend the whole day at the office, mm-hmm. um, going in a little bit later, doing some of my personal stuff at home. Mm-hmm. But I also tend to get in my my home office and I'm, I'm still working. Yep. But um, just... Trying to have some fun a little bit mm-hmm. more and not spending every Saturday and every sa- Sunday in the office, going out on the lake, playing with my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and strategic vision, I think, is something that tends to take a back seat 
to the like day to day of getting the product out the door and delivering it and those kind of it takes you freeing up your mind to think about what's the bigger picture what's next what do i where do i see this going and when you get right. into it it gets hard to see that exactly you have to remove yourself mm-hmm. um i have to remove myself to be able to exactly look at the whole picture and and and, and think okay well what do i need to do and what what would be good for this business and Try to stay away from all the the little day to day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my staff's great; they're they're holding down the fort. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm getting to the point where I feel like I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I get questions every once in a sure. while, and I need to help. But um, if I'm not there, my vision is is bigger. Yep, and thinking about how to take care of them in a bigger way, right? Instead of just you know making sure that. Plan B got shipped or whatever year. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to lay in bed and worry about shipping. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. And every couple Saturdays a year, I'd get a call like someone needed something and it didn't arrive and they were going to the trade show on Monday. And, uh-huh. you know, then you're trying to figure out how to get it to them there. And yeah. um, in, are there other, um, do you like partner with other dog businesses or is that arena something that you explore? Um, we, you know, I've done the Humane Society walk. Sure. I've done, um, my big thing right now is every year doing Splash for Cash mm-hmm. for the Mound Dog Days. Mm-hmm. So Canvasback sponsors that. And that is just so much fun. You should, really should come out next year and see it. And is it's, it where the dogs jump? Yeah. Okay. Yep. We've got a uh, dock builder that comes over and puts the, the dock out. And then we have an exit ramp for the dogs to come back in. And we've got a thrower at the end of the dock and... It's just so much Funny. fun. So the the longest jump wins. Cute. That's a great um, promotional idea. Oh, I know. It's so fun. Yeah. It's really a gas. Um, when you think about what's next, like how will you know when you're done with this business? I think, uh, I don't know, when I run out of energy. Yeah. I mean, that maybe. might simply be the answer. When and... I don't have the passion for it anymore. Do you see but yourself I'm, as being a serial entrepreneur or do you see yourself as more the kind of person that will stay with something and try and grow it? I Well, for now, I'm, I'm going to stay yep. and, and keep growing it. Um, I, but again, I don't know how long that will last. Yep. I'm assuming it'll last for, for quite a while because yep. if I don't do it, I I don't know what I would do. Yeah. First of all, and I can't not do anything because yep. I would I would. I'm I'm going to be a terrible retirement person. Yeah, I'm finding that myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do we do? Go I out to lunch know. and Yeah, it's it's not easy. So, um any words of wisdom for women entrepreneurs? Is there anything you've learned along the way that you'd like to share? Um, you know, I, for me, I uh I don't see the difference actually. I mean, Tell me about I don't that. know if that's a good answer or a bad answer. A great answer. I just I just think people are people. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female and and I'm not quite seeing the, you know, women have it harder. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that. It's interesting because there's been a big debate about is the feminist movement of the 70s obsolete? Did they make the gains they needed to make and are we now equal and able to you know, do the jobs and the fulfill the roles that we want to. I, I, I sort of felt that way for the longest time. 
And then I had the opportunity to actually um, talk to Gloria Steinem about sort of oh. her beliefs about it. And oh, neat. it did change some of the way I thought, but I felt like you, like, it doesn't matter if I'm a man or a woman, I own a printing company. You know, I never even qualified to be a woman owned business. I never went through the certification because I just thought, Why? does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in retrospect, maybe I wasn't a hundred percent right about that, mm-hmm. but I do think that in order to continue to move forward in some ways, we have to stop being separate Mm-hmm. And in a separate category. Mm-hmm. And if we're in business together, let's just do business together and treat each other well. And maybe right. it's Pollyanna. Maybe right. it's us as women trying to get along with everyone and be nice. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think it, it might depend on what industry that you're mm-hmm. in um, and how corporate it is. Yeah. Um, the corporate, the real corporate industries or jobs, positions, I think there's probably more of that. But we kind of do our own thing mm-hmm. in our little shop there, in our dirty, messy little shop. Yeah. So, and a lot of women-owned entrepreneurs are in kind of the similar smaller businesses exactly. made up of uh, creative people sort of wanting to have a different lifestyle, you know, than the nine-to-five corporate world. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're lucky that we just found those. A little as, removed from yeah. it all, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, it's been super great talking to you. Congratulations on being a finalist for a Minnesota Manufacturing Award. I just, I read your story. I was like, wow, right on the shores of Lake Minnetonka, there is a lady Uh who's manufacturing canvas for cars for dogs. That's pretty (laughs) cool. Strange, huh? Yes. uh, (laughs) It is canvasback.com where you can find um, the products. And I'm speaking with Brooks Chandler. Um, What is your Facebook channel? Do you know? You know, uh, I don't know. I just go on to... Uh, it's probably the same as Canvasback. Because um, I did see you on Facebook, too. Facebook, Canvasback, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's probably the same. So no worries, yeah. people will find it. Okay. Um, all I have to do is Google because you have search engine, yep. ad click-throughs, yep. and find optimization. Us. You'll find us. I just, yeah, I just go right to the page on my computer, so... I understand. It gets bookmarked. <laughs> I've done yeah. that, too. All right. Um, any um, thing that you have coming up through the end of the year with holiday that you want to talk about? Um, we don't have any events coming up. Mm-hmm. We did Goldzilla with the um, the Ragam, the Golden Retriever, you know, rescue yep. deal. Um, that was fun for a couple of our employees went to that. Um, just getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. Is it? I was going to ask if this is a big gift that people give. Yeah, Christmas is definitely our biggest time of year. And do you so have you ever thought about up. dog beds? Yes, with your scraps. We're thinking about that too. Yeah, yeah. Because I still think that no one's making the perfect bed. Well, you need to tell me what the perfect bed is, and then we can make it for you. You know what's funny? I should because Jen Greeno and I developed the perfect tote for a woman, and uh-huh. it's like a number one seller over at JW Hume. Really? Yeah. I brought an old tote in that I had, and it was falling apart, and I said, I want one like this. And then we, like, what about these pockets? And she made a prototype. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's their St. Clair tote is what they call Isn't it Isn't that fun? Yeah, it was fun. And I really, I still use the bag today, and... um. It was it was really fun because, it, you know, you need someone that is going to use the product, live with the product in order to figure it out. Exactly. And yep. as dogs get older, they need different things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe there's pe- a way to arrange the beds by age of dog so that like the older dogs, you know, you had more padding 
the younger dogs seem to want to nest more, mm-hmm. um, maybe coming off of being with their moms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. Yeah. You know, we um, last year or maybe the year before, we were talking to a customer and he was saying, do you guys have anything for uh, coming outside of the car? Because when my dog jumps up, he's scratching the bumper. Yep. So we said, no, we don't, but we'll make something for you. So we made this thing, and it's called a bumper flap. And so we sew um, Velcro loop on the back of their liner, and then we have this big piece of fabric, and it has the the um, hook underneath, so it just attaches right to right. the back. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Call it a bumper flap. It hangs out the back, and we're selling a ton of them. So... We That's use our cool. customers for, for new products. All right. Well, if anyone has any ideas, it's CanvasBack.com. Yeah. You can find Brooks. Thank you for being our guest today. Thanks so Super much. Super fun to talk with you. Yeah, it was fun coming in. Stay tuned for 60-second AP News headlines.